bitch, I'm dead fresh. I might pull up in a casket. Hey, you be come on, like bro. A fruit basket. Spit a couple raps. I get a check at Johnny Cash. It, I smash bro, it. I let you mom. Remember, guys, don't take us too seriously. We're just some bros being dudes talking sports. Presented by the Wolfpack Productions and the presenting sponsor, the Townsend Bar and Grill, your one-stop shop for great food, great prices, and great times all the time. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Bros Being Dudes Talking Sports. As always, we got an exciting show for you guys. A little change up here. GTD not with us today for the first time and since we've rebooted, but he's got some real-life stuff going on, so we'll, we'll hold the torch without him. So it's just me and PB today. We're going to keep it fun for you guys. Uh, we do have a lot to talk about, though. Let's go ahead and jump into it, uh, into the preview. We got all kinds of MLB news to talk about. Uh, we'll go over some Cy Young uh, and uh, MVP winners. Uh, we'll touch on some uh, NHL news, some NBA trades that went down today. It was kind of a blockbuster. Uh, first, we'll jump into some NHL news today. Not a ton of news going on in the NHL right now. Offseason still in full swing. Um, but, you know, we do have uh, some cool new uniforms that just dropped. PB, did you see any of those? I know you're not a real big hockey guy, but did you see those reverse retro uh, uniforms? No. Not a single, not a single one. He's not <laughs> Uh, the cool one was uh, the Avs honored the uh, the Nordiques, so I, I thought that was really cool. Um, I, I'm obviously biased to say that the Rangers have the best one, but it makes my heart so happy that the Devils, the Islanders, um, the Devils, the Islanders, and the Pens all had garbage uniforms. I mean, that just made my heart so happy. I was just like, you hate to see it, honestly. Like those trash can organizations pulling out trash can uniforms just like it, something about it just makes my heart happy uh but the other piece of news we kind of touched on it last week um the realignment is all but confirmed now so i would be surprised if they have any interdivisional or interconference games this year excuse me uh i don't see them doing any east and west games so it'll be similar to how how the uh MLB was where you just don't cross the Mississippi. Everyone who is out west stays out west. Everyone who's in the east stays in the east. Uh, and then obviously the finals will, will still be the finals, but uh, no interconference games this year. So we do lose a couple historic matchups, which that's never that that's never fun uh, from a stand, fan perspective. But uh, it makes sense given given the circumstance. Um, now let's touch on the NBA, right? PB, obviously you're a little bit of a bigger NBA fan than me. The biggest news, the glaring news, CP3 traded today to the Suns. I mean, I to me the trade doesn't make a lot of sense, especially for the Suns because they're kind of in a little bit of a rebuild and you just trade basically all of your young hop. talent. I Did, mean – Were they undefeated in the bubble? They did go undefeated in the bubble. This is God, true. They all in on that. They they're all in. They think their championship window is open. They <laughs> Other think than Ubre, like what did they really give up that mattered? Uh, picks. That's they gave really, up a lot of picks. They got one pick. Twenty twenty two first round. That's rough. Like I mean, you don't ever I mean, want to give you, up picks in the if NBA. If you're like but... hoping we're going to be a playoff team, maybe a high, upper playoff team, that first rounders, you know, all right. What's the chances yeah. they turn into like a starter late first? 
Yeah, I mean that's fair. I, that's definitely fair. But I just the move didn't make a ton of sense. It did kind of propel them to the head of like the um, Carl Anthony Town sweepstakes. Like we talked a little bit in the group earlier, and you guys thought that was crazy. But like obviously him and Booker have a little bit of a relationship. Obviously playing together at UK, they have Aiton. Yeah, but that would be like the twin towers there. And now your front or your back court, excuse me, with Booker and CP3 is disgusting. And now you're talking about a pick-and-roll opportunity with CP3 and either Aiton or Carl Anthony Towns. And then off of that, you can kick out to uh, Booker on the perimeter. Like, I think if they could potentially land uh, Cat, that team could make a make some noise in the West. I mean, obviously, you got a juggernaut, two juggernauts in, in L.A., but I don't know. I don't. I mean, I don't know if they'll make any noise. Like, they could – I could see them making, like, a second round. I really don't even know if I could see them making – you know, that's, like, best possible. I don't see him getting cat either. I mean, like, him, D'Lo, like, D'Angelo Russell and Booker are all friends because they're in that same draft class, you know? Yeah. Like, that 2015, right? Yeah. Uh, But I don't see him, like, and they already got D'Lo there in Minnesota. I think they want to try to build something there, but that doesn't I just seem don't likely see... either. Yeah, I just don't see Cat staying in Minnesota. Like, what what really is in Minnesota for him? I mean, yeah, he's cool with D'Lo. That's great. But, like, is he going to win a championship there? No, I mean, it's all what it's all about, what, like, what he really wants. Some guys are cool with just, like, if they're the highest paid player on their team that, like, guarantees they're going to get the biggest paycheck. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like everybody's going to be decently close to it. So some people like to just be that for their career. You know what I mean? They're just there yeah. to, like. They're not really worried about a championship. No, I mean it's all about who you are. Like yeah, you that's want. fair. Speaking of someone who I don't think will ever win a championship, uh, the Mavericks, Kristaps um, Porzingis, <clears throat> he's slated to miss the start of this next season. Um, I, I'm, details are coming out that apparently he was a little bit more injured than they had realized. Um, so he's supposed to miss the start of the season. Do um, you think that's going to make a huge difference in where the Mavs finish? Because I mean. You know they're gonna make the playoffs. Really yeah, I think they'll make the playoffs with Luca like alone, like Luca and, yeah. and some shooters, and you know, got to mm-hmm. rebound the ball. Yeah. <laughs> um, two more, really, two more things we really have to talk about in the NBA. Um, now, so apparently the Rockets have moved on from wanting to trade Westbrook. They are now in talks of trading Harden to Brooklyn. Like I don't he know is if on... it was Houston's decision to really like. I think Harden like. Kind of pushed. He wanted out because I think they were looking to trade Westbrook. You know what I mean? That's what they wanted. Yeah. I that's kind of wild too. Especially I don't see him why he would want to go to Brooklyn. I mean, obviously he's still cool with KD. I get that, but like the number one person who he had problems with in Houston is now gone in Houston, and he's in Brooklyn, and that's Mike D'Antoni. <laughs> like that makes less than zero sense that he would want to reunite with him. Now, granted, Steve Nash is the head they coach had a lot there, of so like together there for a year for a few years until it like soured, you know? Yeah, I like, mean that's he won fair. Him an MVP, you know, made him a lot yeah. of money. I know they didn't like have a lot of team six. Well, they did have. I mean, I mean they went to a couple a Western bit. Conference Finals, you know? Yeah. yeah. Definitely it's not hard terrible, to get over that but, Warriors team, you know what I mean? Right. And I, I definitely think they've underperformed just given the amount of talent they have had. But the guy that right, them there was the yeah, KD will be yeah, there, there with was them a, too. Yeah, there was a juggernaut that that was standing in their way. So I, I definitely understand. Uh, and then kind of the the last thing, this was kind of known. Um, AD opts out. 
uh, of his contract in L.A. Obviously, casual fans are, like, freaking out. Oh, he's leaving L.A., but, like, Everyone who knows anything about basketball knew that was coming. He's trying to get a bigger contract. Now, do you think he does stay if they don't give him the big contract? Because now that he has his ring, I think that he could be a guy that's like, look, I'm trying to get paid and paid as much as possible. If you're not going to give it to me, I'll just go somewhere else because I got the hardware. I don't care now. He's going to get paid everything. In L.A., you think he stays? Yeah. Yeah. He's the future. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, honestly, yeah. He may take some pay cut at this point. It really needs to be brawn. Has to be. Yeah. Like he's made. I mean, he's a billionaire. Like, let's let's chill. He don't. He's well. Yeah, he's on pace to be the first billionaire from sports alone. Like, yeah. Just his sports contract. He already is, but like Forbes and all that. Yeah. Like eight hundred and eighty million, something like that. Yeah. He's he's gonna be very soon. Um. I don't know. Kind of excited, honestly. Basketball is about to start back up. They're about to open training camps up, I think, the first week of December, and then the regular season starts, like, December 22nd. This is the first time in a long time I've had any, like, interest in, like, kind of getting into basketball. Like, the Knicks are going to be terrible. I've accepted it. But, like, I don't know. Maybe we can build something. I mean, mean, you really have to hope RJ plays out and then – hope somebody wants to play with him and you draft well or not. Like, is Mitchell Robinson somebody that you think is going to be a part of, like, a winning team? As, like, a role player. He's, like, one like, of their, like, yeah. See, but he's, like, one of their guys. That, yeah. Like, he's our guy. You know what I mean? Like, Kevin That's Knox is kind of falling sucks. down. Kevin Knox player. is trash. He is garbage, <laughs> dude. I literally told Chris. I love We him. drafted hey, him. No joke. Dude, when we drafted Kevin Knox, Chris was so hyped about it. He was like, dude, I'm so – well, it's because he's a U.K. homer. I get it. Like, if we drafted a Syracuse guy, I'd be pumped. But, like, you have to look through, like, an unbiased veil sometimes. And, like, Kevin Knox is just not good. He's small. Not built for and he's, dude, he's literally playing power forward, and he's the size – he's smaller than most small forwards. And, like – He's just—he's not good. He's—he's he's bad. He's not athletic enough to play three. He's not Doesn't big enough to well play enough. four. Yeah, like percentage. But hey, let's just get a let's draft him top ten because why? Because we're the Knicks. That's what like we you do. You have to be able to shoot the league anymore, almost. And Unless you're really, like, and if you if you can't shoot, you have to play the five. That's literally like you're only yeah, and you have to be able to rebound like no other. Yeah. Because if you're not stretching the floor, if there's a board that comes down and it's not yours, sit down. Like, you're useless. Because the point forward is the future of the league. You know, like the LeBron, the Giannis. Yeah, the, the stretch ball, forward. Ball carrier, well, the ball carrying forward. Yeah. And then, like, everybody else is spreading the floor. He's driving and, like, either dishing. That's literally just how the NBA is played. Because, like, even now you look at, like, the bruiser. Early. Yeah. You look at, like, the bruiser guys, like Montrez Harrell. Like, he's super aggressive in the paint, but, like, he can still stretch the floor and knock down a three every once in a while. Like, I don't expect him to do it five or six times a game. If you leave him open, he'll take two or three a game he's and he'll make speed. one. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's not terrible. Kevin Knox is not athletic. He cannot beat you off the dribble. I mean, we got two former UK guys that are like that, too. Julius Randle's in the same boat. Like, Julius Randle tries that stupid spin move all yeah. time in the paint, and it's just the most ineffective thing i've ever seen i i am positive that i can spin faster than him for his career okay yeah but look do you he see what we're paying them do you see no, what we're paying them the knicks also are just a poorly run franchise too you can't blame it all on the players These i mean yeah bad but, players but it's like 
the fact you put this group of players together is pretty bad, and then coaching doesn't seem to be doing anything. No, David Fisdale. I mean, people thought that he was going to be like the next Steve Kerr, and this dude couldn't coach a YMCA team to a championship. Like, it's just, dude, that's just my life being a Knicks fan. Like, it, it is what it is. James Dolan is a joke. Oh, and speaking of the Knicks, honestly, this is just some random, like, fun fact breaking news. Charles Oakley won his appeal today. So now his, like, um, defamation case is going to be taken to court. So now he's actually suing the Knicks. Like, our most famous fan ever uh, is just like, you know, well, and Spike hey. Lee. Spike Lee got freaking uh, kicked out for using the wrong entrance. Like, the only person who still cares about the Knicks that has any amount of. I think he's like, going for a while, but, like, is he going to be going? I doubt it. I think he said something publicly where he was done until Dolan is gone, and I, honestly, I don't blame him. Gone or like yeah. apologizes? No, like, no, there's no. Like, it has to be gone. I think he said gone, but I'm not sure. Jeez. Um. All right. Let's let's kind of move on. Let's just touch on some master stuff. Obviously, we have to talk about the master. So, me and Pat actually nailed this one on the head. Uh, we said that there would be record low scoring, uh, and there was. Uh, course record was set. Uh, Dustin Johnson won his first Masters. Uh, he shot a record 20 under par, a 68. Absolutely disgusting performance by DJ. Uh, we we nailed that one, though. You know, We said the guys who are long off the tee, who can hit it straight and get really aggressive, uh, can, can set some pretty, pretty good low scores uh, here, and, and they did. Now, the one guy who was favored, like heavily favored, at one point on Thursday before everyone teed off, Bryson DeChambeau was at plus 400 to win the whole thing as a tournament, and a golf tournament, plus 400 is absolute insane odds. That's almost as close to a guarantee as you can get. And this man almost missed the cut. Like, he played horribly. Um, he went long, but he made too many mistakes. He didn't hit a lot of greens. I think his green and regulation percentage was the lowest he's had in the past two years. Obviously, that's not going to get it done in Augusta. Um I, I seriously can't believe that he made the cut to begin with because he was one of the – he played one of the worst rounds Friday I've seen anyone play in a long time. But he somehow made the cut, um, and he just, he just looked terrible all weekend, which as a Bryson hater, you hate to see it. I honestly am so sad that he struggled. But, uh, no, you, see, you saw the guys who perform well at the Masters perform well again. You got DJ. He's usually pretty good. He takes home a $2.1 million purse. I mean, what a – just casual, casual 2.1 mil. You win a green jacket, oh, and you get to go home and sleep with Wayne Gretzky's daughter, Paulina. You seen her, PB? No, I have not. Dude, she is stunning. Uh, and then in second, we got the Aussie Cameron Smith. Um, Sanjay Im uh, comes in second also, so they tie for second, both at minus 15. Uh, we got Justin Thomas, the Louisville product. Uh, he finished in fourth at uh, 12 under and then uh, Dylan Fratelli uh, South African product he goes minus 11 that rounds out the top five uh, Spieth played decently I think he finished top 30 um, Tiger collapsed Tiger actually was making a little bit of a run on Saturday and then on Sunday I think it was the ninth hole dude he had a hole where he he dropped 10 over par on one hole like went in the water that. three times had to drop uh, as a Tiger guy five of his next six yeah, I mean, honestly, imagine if he just hadn't like he just like parred that whole if, like. If yeah, if he didn't fall apart, like it honestly is is tough to think about. He could have went back to back the next six holes. Yeah, so the three guys that I picked to win it, I picked DJ. Uh, so I gave out three winners with Pat. 
One of them was DJ. He ended up winning, but that's like I'm not gonna tap myself on the back too much. He's number one in the world for a reason. Like that, that was almost obvious. Like he was due for a Masters. He hadn't won one. He was due. Um, then I picked Brooks Kepka. He fin. Oh, sorry. Then I picked Rory. Uh, he finished tied for fifth uh, at um, eleven under. And then I picked Brooks Kepka. He finished ten under. So like. All three of the guys I picked to win finished top 10. Like, I'll take that all day of the week. I had money on all those guys. So I did win a little bit with uh, DJ winning because I had the most on him. But obviously, I lost a little bit with Rory and uh, and Kepka not winning. So basically win even. So that's all right. Um, but, yeah, that'll break. That'll wrap up our uh, our Masters talk. I really wish that Ricky Fowler would win one, man. I, he's by far my favorite golfer ever. I love Ricky. He's just a total bro. He did finish top 30 at um, three under, but, whew, man, he's due. He needs to win a major soon. Like, he's still not won one. It's kind of upsetting. Three uh, under over four days. Yeah. Got to put a little bit more together to, to win. I mean, you know? yeah, it's not terrible. He did get kind of stuck. He did get kind of stuck playing against more elements than anyone else, though, because he, he had a couple bad tee times where, like, the rain was hitting him early on Thursday. So, like, his Thursday score was rough. Uh, and then he goes late on Friday. So, like, he had the reverse there where everything was just sloshed and, like, worn down. So, I mean, I'm not going to make excuses for him because he's still a pro golfer. He'll put it together eventually. But, uh, no. Uh, so, let's move on. Let's talk a tiny bit, a tiny bit about the, the MLB. So, the one thing, the NL Cy Young. Uh, we got the Bauer outage. Trevor Bauer wins at NL Cy Young. Honestly, everyone saw it coming. By far the best pitcher in baseball this year. Uh, Well-deserved. Uh, I'm really glad that he did win that. He needed to. I'm kind of surprised uh, that the Reds haven't offer-sheeted him uh, again. Like They need to make sure he stays in Cincinnati. If he goes to Boston, I'm going to be pissed. Like, I would be very, very upset if he goes to Boston. Ouchdown. Very much so. Very much so. Um, the other thing, um, you know, I I really don't see – I don't see why the Reds would let him go. Like, one, he sells a ton of jerseys. Two, he's one of the most likable figures in all of baseball. And three, he's just a phenomenal player. Like, why would you let someone like that leave? Only if they just couldn't pay him. Uh, the Reds are uh, – what's crazy is, like, historically the Reds are, like, one of the most important franchises in the MLB, but they are still considered a small market, and this is because their owners don't pay anything. Like, Castellini does not pay for a, a single thing. It does help – or it doesn't help that you're giving Joey Votto a ridiculous contract that he's underperforming to, but still, you know, you're, you're paying someone uh, a crazy amount of money, you know, why not pay someone who would actually perform with that money like uh like I get what you're saying Trevor Bauer sure. would, you know? Yeah. Um, so that'll I mean that'll really wrap up our baseball talk. I mean, it's kind of the off season. Winter meetings do start soon, so we'll be looking to see what happens there. Uh, a couple big names still available. Uh, we'll see what happens. Honestly, DJ LeMayhew highlights that. Hopefully the Yanks bring him back. I said a couple weeks ago on on here. The Yankees don't bring back uh, LeMayhew, I may cry. Like I seriously would consider not being a Yankees fan. He he's that valuable to the Yankees. Like he is, he's 
honestly the our most consistent player for sure maybe not our most talented but for sure our most consistent so uh let's wrap up the baseball talk though let's jump into a tiny tiny bit of college football uh we do have a college football show that airs every friday you guys need to check that out it's called leather weather uh remember when the when the weather gets cold they get a little chill in the air a little crisp in your nose it's not sweater weather it's leather weather me and izzy and joshy we break down all college football news give you our power rankings, our Heisman watch, and give you our full gambling card for that week. So make sure you turn into that to get all your college football news. But we'll give you a little taste here. Um, honestly, it's going to be kind of a crazy year. The one thing that's standing out to me, is Indiana legit? Like, have, have you been able to watch much of Indiana this year? No. No. I, I think they might – yeah, they might be legit, dude. I mean, they're sitting at undefeated right now, sitting number 10. They go into East Lansing and blow the doors off of Michigan State. Kind of crazy. Like, I wouldn't have expected it. I would have expected them to lose to Michigan and lose to Penn State, and here they are undefeated still in week 11. Like, that's – Bloomington's turning into a football school. Um. The one thing, uh, kind of the last thing we'll talk about, um, it, it is very cool that Marshall uh, wins on the 50th anniversary of their uh, their infamous plane crash. Uh, so obviously for those of you who don't know, Marshall 50 years ago on Saturday, um, their whole team perished in a uh, freak accident in a plane crash. Uh, and so they honored them on Saturday, obviously, as they would on a 50th anniversary. Uh, and they absolutely blow the doors off of Middle Tennessee, 42-14. to 14. Uh, I kind of got emotional there at the end um, when they were walking off the field. They just put their helmets up, and then they all set them down uh, as they were walking off and just left them there and turned off the lights. I was like, dude, that's like that's going to kill me. Like, that, that was, they that was rough to watch. a beautiful memorial on that campus, too. Yeah. Honestly, I, I like Marshall. I, again, shout out to Matt Marshall. He's one of my childhood buddies. He's one of our biggest supporters. He listens all the time. He's like the only Marshall fan that I know, period. But he's ride or die with him. I mean, he's he's a pretty diehard with him. So that's really cool. Um, how about how about Michigan? Is Harbaugh fired? Like he has to be fired this season, right? Uh, I mean, like, <laughs> is anybody be. else going to do any better, though? Like. I don't know. If this Bill is the COVID year, man. Like, he might get another shot at this. Reportedly, Bill O'Brien is interested. Charles Woodson is like famously interested in that job. Like, I would take the chance if I'm a Michigan AD. Like, whatever we can get is better than what we got. You don't like Charles Woodson there? I don't know, but no, I don't think he's going to be a better head football coach than Jim Harbaugh. I think it one hundred percent be a better recruiter, and in college football, if you can get the dogs to play, like that's really all you need. X's and O's are a big part of it, but you got to have the Jimmys and Joes too. And right now, Michigan just doesn't. Uh, I really like. Uh, I, I I was expecting a letdown spot here from Notre Dame too. Obviously, coming off a big win against number one Clemson. They go to Boston College and get a big win. Now, it did kind of get scary there at the end for Notre Dame betters. Um, they end up winning by 14. They end up covering. But, man, there at the end, you thought that Boston College was going to sneak back into it and actually steal one from the Irish. I'm surprised that you're not a Notre Dame fan, honestly, PB. That seems huh. like uh, right up your alley. I don't know, Colts. Where does that come from? I just I don't know. I was thinking, like, uh, you're a Colts fan. I I thought it would make sense for Don to be a Notre Dame fan, too. Just keep everything in Indy. Do you even want to talk about the Cats? <laughs> 
We have to. All of our, I, basically, all of our listeners are UK fans. Yeah, huge win, winning by three against Vandy. Honestly, pump yourself up for that one. I that actually is like, see like Mark Stoops in his like uh, li- his like live news conference today. It was shared on my Facebook, and it said, you know, Coach Mark, Coach Mark Stoops doing his weekly press conference after big win against Vanderbilt. I was like, okay, <laughs> I was saying, I'll go with it. <laughs> we'll go along. We'll ride with that one. That's honestly tough. Like, what's crazy? Be the SEC football team. <laughs> Terry Wilson had 15 attempts. PB, 15 attempts. My man threw for 110 and two touchdowns on 15 attempts. That's the games they win. <laughs> like, just look crazy. at like their wins, and that's like his stats: 15, 15 attempts. 100 yards. A touchdown. I will say, like, UK does have Those something to be. Picks. Wow, that's fair, too. UK does have something to be excited about, and that's this Rodriguez Jr. kid. I mean, he is, he's legit. He is very good. I think he is, he's what people thought uh, Rose and Smoke were going to be. Like, 13 carries, 149. Quick math right there. That's over 10 yards of carry. I mean, my man is just good. He's, I mean, he's just. He and big brain. Big brain, absolute five head right there. Absolutely, just my brain is too big to comprehend, dude. One forty nine, two touchdowns on thirteen carries. Like, feed this man. Give him more. If you're getting those kind of numbers out of this man, you got to give him more than thirteen carries. Like that's bad coaching at that point. I, I mean, am I right? You have to pound the football. I see what you're saying. I like I do like the the little tribute they did to uh Schlarman, the their offensive line coach who passed away when uh with Landon Young who oh, wears yeah. number sixty five who's like really close to him. Um they left the left guard position open, uh took the delay oh, a game and then watching yeah, I watched that at work. I was like, dang bro, like it's that's emotional. That's kinda rough. But uh without further ado, Maybe let's get in. It. Huh? They should have just accepted. The <laughs> accepted the I mean, it's just five yards. Just be like, guys, help us out a little. You know? Yeah, we, we need the help, <laughs> dude. Could you imagine if they had accepted it? Like, they would have gotten canceled. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't gonna happen. But <laughs> they do that stuff all the time. Bro, I saw weird. something. Bro, that reminds me of something I saw on Facebook the other day. It was just like they. It was some not like Make a Wish, but like some school had this Down syndrome kid they put in uh, at running back, and the other team they tackled him. And this wasn't like one of the meme ones where it was like they just like tackle him as a joke, like like a skit show or something. Yeah. This is like real. This is like a huddle like clip. This kid like straight up decked this autistic kid, like absolutely pile drove him into the ground. I was like, man, that's tough. Like you, that dude loves football. If he's like, I'm not giving up a single yard to this tar. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's bad. I know that was bad. <laughs> All right, let's move on before we get canceled. Um, this is what everyone's here for. Let's break down this week's slate. Honestly, a beautiful slate. And where did I watch that slate? At the Townsend Bar and Grill. That's your one-stop shop for the best wings, the best prices, one of the great times. They're all the times. We are up there every Sunday. We're watching all the football. I got a different game on every single TV. I got Red Zone going, so you'll never miss any of your fantasy action. Uh, you'll see every score. We'll celebrate with you. Get weird. Dude, when Chubb broke his big run yesterday, I had the whole place going nuts for me, and then he stepped out of bounds, and they were like, oh. So – I get it, but 
make sure you come down, watch some football with us, have a couple buckets, some pitchers, have a good time with us. So, again, that's at the Townsend Bar and Grill. That's on the corner of Oak Brook Road and Pleasant Valley where the good times, they're all the time. All right, let's 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 break down Thursday night game first. Obviously, you see what hat PB's wearing. He's got on the little Colts blue. Uh, PB, I, I, I feel like a genius here. I mean – you knew the Colts were going to win this game. I didn't know they were going to win this big, but the Colts' money line was definitely the play, and they absolutely took it to the Titans in Nashville, 34-17. So is you, you excited about what this team is showing you right now, or are you still nervous about the offense? Uh, I mean, I think they're a solid playoff team. Like, the, like Phil, Phil can do it, you know. Do you remember those years of the Chargers when he was getting, Yeah, you know, I, he beat the. I remember when he beat the Colts and Peyton, yeah, like two straight years I think to play the Pats and like yeah. the title game. Yeah, that's that was like one of those playoff matchups you always kind of expected. Like it was always for some reason it always worked out that the Bolts and the Colts were playing in in the playoffs, and that's how CBS would tease it. At four o'clock, we got the Bolts <laughs> and the Colts. Like every single year, it just I seemed like it worked out that way. Too. Yeah. Even that's with like, Phil needs a good run game and a good defense. <laughs> that's a fact. That is well, he's kind of got it. The running is he game, a Hall of Famer. Uh, I'm gonna say yeah, probably. Okay, I'll say he probably is. If he gets a ring, he for sure is. But well, even without it, well, even without it, he's still gonna finish top ten in almost every single category. Like at that point, you gotta put Number that guy in an all-time yards now. Yeah, just past Dan Marino. Yeah, here's one for you. Okay, here's one for you. Would you rather have had Phil or Eli? I mean, for the career, they got you to two Super Bowls. You know. I mean, that's so, like, fair. are you talking about? Are you talking about as a Colts fan, like this this last year? Like, I'm just saying. Okay, so you go back to that 2000 career. Yeah, their career. You go back to that 2003 draft and you get one of them. Which one are you taking? Knowing how everything played out, how good they actually were. So you get to put them on your team. Oh, God. This is not not easy. Yeah, not so take take their Super Bowls away. You just Maybe, get what their talent feel. was. Yeah, probably you just get first. what their talent was. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm taking my own for team, sure. You know? like, we're basically saying the Chargers didn't a good enough team to do it. But oh, they definitely did. The they didn't put a good enough defense. Streak. You know what I mean? The Giants just kind of got streaky at the right That's top. what's crazy is like that those Giants teams were very mediocre, like at best. Wild and they teams. played and they played against two historically good Patriots teams. Like mm-hmm. both of those Pats offenses are top five ever, ever. Tom Brady won a unanimous MVP both years and lost. Anything can happen in four quarters. Like, how crazy is that? Any given like Sunday. His, like, that's <laughs> wild. That's it. That's exactly what it is. That shows, like, the NFL is so, so unpredictable. Stay today, week to week, you know. You just play so here, day. let's just kind of transition. So instead of, like, you get just them from the draft, what if you get, like, uh, you have to choose one. You get their resumes. Who Who do you think had the better career? The guy with the stats or the guy with the rings? Well, neither of them got an MVP. And Eli's stats are still pretty daggone good. I'd probably go Eli. Eli's career stats are good. Season by season. I mean, Phil. 
Bill, Bill hasn't like blown up the stat sheet or anything. He's kind of just put a long career together. Uh, Phil did have one year where he was pretty close to throwing for five five thousand uh, yards. So I mean, he he at his peak was very very good. But the other thing to think about is you look at some of the weapons that Phyllis had compared to what Eli had. Like Eli, until he got OBJ, really, who was he throwing to? Like what about Akeem, Matt Stafford? Is he on like Akeem a Phil Rivers art of career? Uh, he's like Phil Rivers with like better stats. More, yeah, more, well, more stats because he's just younger. He's in the new age, you yeah. could say. I think here's a comparison. I think you're gonna like. Uh, Matt Stafford is Big Ben without the rings. Yeah, but like the rings are the rings. Oh, that's that's fair. I'm not <laughs> saying he's better than than Big Ben. I'm saying that's like who he is. Like their stats yeah. are very similar. Their play style is very similar. They battle through injuries very similarly. Like you give you give Stafford like you give Stafford two rings and uh an alleged rape charge. Like it's that's Stafford. Yeah, Big Ben's career is one of its own, man, to be honest. The more you think oh, about yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, Big Ben is he's definitely up there. He's one of the best ever, I think. Yeah, and he's just a crazy career. He's definitely top ten of all time. He's flirting with that top five. Here's okay, so if Big Ben wins a ring this year, is he top five? All time? Yeah. I think you're starting to have that serious conversation. No one really even hardly puts him in their top ten. You know they're out. I, that's what's crazy. I think he's for sure top ten. Just cause, like they think of him almost like another Steelers quarterback and Terry Bradshaw. Okay, well people Terry Bradshaw think, actually is awful. Yeah, but people think of it the same way almost. Some, um, but I get. I I think I'm on your side of, of that. Like he's yeah, I like for five thousand a couple times. Yeah, or, I. I definitely think he's been like aided by a having some of the best offensive like units ever. Like some of the talent he's had around great him on defense. offense for his career has been gross. Definitely some great defenses. But like you're talking about the killer bees, even right now, like your third option is Deontay Johnson and, or uh, Claypool. Both would be wide receiver two on almost any other team in the league. So like they're very deep on offense right now. Not to mention, I mean, are James the Steelers—it's just a, are the Steelers just a good franchise, and he happens to be their quarterback? Could you argue that? You could at least argue that. You could, but then, like, what about Mason Rudolph last year? Like, Mason Rudolph was their quarterback last year, and he didn't do anything. So, is Big Ben just like a really good leader? Is he a leader of men? It's, it's not. What I guess it's guess. possible. You wouldn't assume that. That's for sure. Looking at him, you wouldn't be like, this guy is just the leader. Like people yeah, want to fight law- for this man. Yeah. I, I would team. assume I would assume that women would want to fight to get away from him based on oh, his track record. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's <laughs> low hanging fruit, but you have to take it every time it's there. You have to. I'm addicted to take fruit. Addicted like he was to porn. <laughs> Facts. Shouts out. Who was the quarterback? Who was the quarterback? No, no, no. A couple years uh, ago, they came out and said that they never watch porn. I think it was Josh McCown. He said, I don't watch porn. It's a distraction from football. And when I heard that, I was like, wow, that's actually <laughs> really cool. But you're a liar. <laughs> like, there's no chance. Does he no just chance. fuck all the time? Oh, oh he may. Football? He may. I mean, I don't care. It's, what's it? 
what what does that matter? <laughs> we're talking about Big Ben rape charges, and you're worried about being explicit. Like, yeah, we're good. We're good. Um, let's kind of backtrack now or jump ahead. Uh, we have to talk about it. Are the Pats back? I think the Pats are back. Playoffs are bust, baby. <laughs> like, get to the playoffs or bust. <laughs> I told you. There. I told you that they were going to turn around and make a little playoff run. You didn't believe me. I thought they'd win some football games. Like that team that I saw last night, that was without what Gilmore too. Preseason. I think I said eight and eight. Yeah, I I said eleven and five, which still is on the table. <laughs> Not on the table. <laughs> it is. It's still oh. possible. It's still possible. <laughs> I've taken it off the table and placed <laughs> it on the floor. <laughs> I mean, really, if you look at their remaining schedule, two games stand out, both against the NFC West. You got the the Cardinals and and the Rams. So really, the two biggest tough uh, tests left. They're not going to drop both to Buffalo, especially how they lost the first one. No chance they lose to Buffalo again. So those mm-hmm. two against the NFC, nah, no chance. No chance. Those two, no chance. That's what you got. <laughs> Who's it? Oh, that's uh, that's what uh, Mc, Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon. No chance. Yeah, that's In what hell, you that's got. what you got. Yeah. Or that's Vince McMahon. Vince, yeah, Vince. That's actually his. Shane was uh, money. money was he money? Yeah, money, 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 money. <laughs> and that was talking <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> no, but I, I really like what Bounce. I saw. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked uh I liked what I saw from this team last night. Like they just they play with a lot of energy. Uh they look like they're united for the first time in a couple years. Like they're just fun to watch again. Chase Winovich was a madman last night. He had eleven pressures by himself. Eleven pressures. That's gross. I there's no uh, excuse to not get this man on the field now. Like there's been games where he only plays like five snaps. And Bill just said it was because the game the game scripts didn't allow it. And like after last night, you just you have to play him all the time. He seems like he's an every down player. Because even in the run game, he had two run stops last night. Speaking of run stops, Kyle Duggar, we might look back at, at the Pats getting him in the second round, and like people thought that that was stupid. It might turn out that that was a steal because he's playing at an all pro level, and it's not getting a lot of attention right now. Like, last night, he had five run stops, a couple padded balls, a sack. Like, the man is playing out of his mind. And that was a pretty good football team in Baltimore he did that against. It's not like he's just doing that against some scrubs. Now he's getting a little bit more of an opportunity with Adrian Phillips moving to that, like, flex mic role. I I really think that that's going to be something people look at in a couple years. Like, man, the Pats got Duggar in the second round. That's wild. What's Baltimore's problem, man? Is it the O-line? I honestly don't know. Not enough weapons? Like, what is it? It's definitely it not a lack of last weapons. Year. I think it might be the uh, I mean, Mark did a little bit. Did Marshall Yonda retire in the offseason? Their, like, future Hall of Fame guard? Yeah, I know you're talking about. I've, I mean, I know the name. I want to say sure. that he did yeah. retire. If he did, then obviously that plays a huge role. But I don't know because, I, like I said a couple shows ago, like, I predicted that the Ravens would have a top five quarterback in fantasy, a top five wide receiver, two top 30 running backs, and a top five tight end. And as it currently sits, they have none of those. Not a single one. I mean, they don't have Yonda anymore. Like, I'm looking at their line now. And I I don't know any of them. Yeah. 
Go ahead, rattle some off. Let's see if I can. Orlando I, Brown Jr. Okay, he had yeah, a Orla- Pro Bowl nod in his sophomore season. Yeah, Orlando Brown Jr. Yeah, okay, he's pretty good. So there's at least one like really good offensive lineman. Ronnie got. Stanley. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure he went to Michigan. Pretty sure it's another like pretty solid play there. Like he he was on it last year. He was one of their good offensive linemen. Back yeah, yeah you're right about Yonda. He retired this year. Yeah. So and that I'm, does like that hurts. Like even from a from a standpoint of like you could have all the same player. You're looking at that same situation in in uh, Dallas too because they lost their future Hall of Fame center in uh, Travis Fredericks. They he left and now that offensive line is struggling. So like the one thing about the offensive line that's so different than every other position on the field is. You could have four of the of the five guys from the past year, and your continuity and your cohesiveness is just gone. Because it's a unit, and even it right is. here it says, "Look for Stanley to like this year is their outlook. Look for Stanley to maintain a very high level play in twenty twenty and step into more of a leadership role on the offensive line in the absence of Marshall Yonda." Like, do do they have that? Is he is he that leader? Is he the year? leader? Yeah, he I, plays left tackle. Yeah, I I'm telling you that's gonna be. That is something to think about. Like, that could be it because it makes a lot of sense as to why Dallas would be having the struggles they're having. Obviously, losing Dak is a thing. But, like, even on the ground, when they had when they had Dak, what was Zeke doing? Like, their offensive line up. in Dallas has not been great this year. Oh, not this year. Yeah, yeah, So, I don't know. That's that's, that's interesting. Maybe true. that is – I think you've cracked the code there. They just need to get some more uh, – they just need to get some more uh, cohesiveness on that offensive line. Maybe they can right the ship in Raiders Baltimore. have been looking nice, man. The Raiders have been looking today. That's the first thing he said to me. He said, how about them Raiders? They honestly could make a run. Honestly, they still have a game out, left. They still have a game paid, left against the Chiefs. Paid offensive line. Or Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, that makes sense. Richie Incognito finally coming back. They got uh, Trent Bant. Ba- Trent, Jesus, Trent Brown Jr. Uh, out there still. I I think that that's a sneaky play for them to kind of take that division from the Chiefs. They do have a game on them still. They have a game left against them. Plus, they have a, kind of a favorable schedule moving forward where the Chiefs have to play the rest of the AFC winners from last year. The Raiders finished, what, last in that division? So they play all the, the, the shitters from that division. All right. Even if it's third place, they, they play the third place team and not the first place team like the Chiefs play. So I could honestly see them taking that division like sneakily. It's going to come down to like the last week, but here the Raiders sit at what are they now? Seven and three, six and three. Chargers finished last in that division last year. Wow, really? It was Chiefs, Broncos, Raiders, Chargers. Broncos and Raiders were both seven and nine, but the Broncos won the head to head. Here's a crazy thing for you. Mm-hmm. The Chargers have not lost a game by more than ten points all year. I don't think. Like, how can that? Like, Anthony Lynn, what are you doing, my brother? Yeah, let's look. Let's go back to. Yep. So they won Week One against the Bengals and lost by three to the Chiefs, then by five to the Panthers, seven to the Bucks, three to the Saints in overtime, ten. Oh, they beat the Jags by ten. Lost by one to the Broncos. By five to the Raiders, and now by eight to the Dolphins. Like, you can make the argument that the Chargers could be a playoff team right now if Anthony Lynn was a little bit better of a game manager. And that's all the testament in the world to Justin Herbert because this man took over and he's just been lighting the league on fire. 
Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a talented football team last year, and they went yeah. five and eleven. That's why they got rid of, you know, Phil. Because the year before, I think they had some success. Yeah, that, they I mean, yeah they went eleven and five. Yeah. They went eleven Lit. and five. Yeah, that's crazy because they went into that that playoff game in Foxborough, and I, I was kind of I was kind of worried about that. I was like, this team's actually legit. Melvin Gordon, Melvin Ingram, Joey Bosa, uh, Derwin Jones. Like I was like, we might. I was like, we might have some issues here. Yeah. I think that does play a big because I don't think that. Joey is playing. I think Bosa's out. Like both Bosa brothers are on IR this year, and Melvin Ingram's on IR, and Derwin's on IR too. So to like, be like such highly touted football players, they don't seem to play a lot of football. Like they sat out at Ohio State, they get hurt a lot, they get paid that's a lot. Fair. They definitely get paid a lot. I think that might be a fun fact a for the show. Here's a Wolfpack fact for you. They're the highest paid brothers in NFL history. Ah, uh, <laughs> maybe not. No, no, they have to be. There's two. No way. They became like the highest paid defense. Like as soon as they each or a Nick still hasn't got paid. I don't think yet, right? Or no, did he just he did because he got a fully guaranteed rookie contract. Yeah, but I don't think that, that's not like I know. Joey oh, he hasn't got an extension. Got though. highest paid defensive player in league ever. History, yeah, the time he signed, like when he put pen to paper. So, so I would say they, yeah. They, they might not be. be yet, but they will be. But there's one other duo of brothers, and we've kind of talked about both of them already. The Manning brothers. Oh, yeah. They might be the highest Jeez. paid. Yeah. I didn't even. Why did I know that even come to my mind? Hey, fun fact. They have the, the highest paid trio of brothers with Peyton, uh, Eli, and then Cooper. <laughs> Three highest paid brothers in the history. And Cooper didn't make a dime in the NFL. Ouch, son. I can't believe you'd talk about him like this. Thoughts and prayers. Well, the, his son's going to be in the end. Yeah, what's his soon. son's name? God, I, I, already no forgot, I think it's Arch. Arch. I think they just call him Arch. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, Arch I want to say that it's Arch. Obviously named after Archie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and well, Archie, I think, is also Cooper's middle name or whatever. Oh. That does seem like a cuck move that the Mannings would do. Yeah, it's what. Oh, it's like white people do that. Like my brother's middle name is my dad's name. That's <laughs> just basic. My, my dad's <laughs> middle name is his father's first name. So yeah, <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> Carry I on think, the lineage. So. Yeah, I think we are the first generation that didn't do that. Like my, I don't have any of my dad's names. <laughs> And my cousin doesn't have any of his father's names either. So yeah, we we broke that one. But yeah, it was Junior. I'm gonna be that cook. Junior. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh well did you see this Texans and Browns game, dude? No, I bet on it though and didn't even watch it. It was you didn't really I, miss much. I didn't bet the right side of it. Did you bet the over? <laughs> no, I bet the freaking Browns. Oh p- minus three and a half? Yeah. Oh, thoughts and prayers, dude. Oh, Nick Chubb screwed you hard there. Oh, man. Did you see the play? No. Didn't even – I know nothing about this game. Other than I checked the score and I was like, that's all I want to know. Like, I was already upset after that. Oh, know. my God. PB. Okay, so there was probably like a minute left, and Nick Chubb took a pitch and broke it, right? He was going to walk into the end zone with – so the play started with like a minute left. There was probably like 40 seconds left. Ran out of bounds inside the one. Just so inside they could the literally inside the one. 
because I was celebrating. I was like, let's go. That's like another 15 fantasy points. And then I was like dancing around, and this dude at the bar was like, bro, he stepped out. I was like, what? He's like, hey, he stepped out of bounds. And I looked back up, and it was still 10 to 7. I was like, you're kidding me. I was like, I can't even hate it because it's such a football smart move. But like, I knew right then and there that cost somebody money. That sucks. It costs you money. Cost me money. If I would have lost by six, I I would have denounced Nick Chubb. I would have dropped him from my team. <laughs> like I wouldn't even try to trade him. I would have dropped him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I just call your bluff. You would not have. <laughs> I promise I would have. But I it's like you would. it's like that old Kanye Weston. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> We will never uh, know. We will never know. I, there's just so many, like, the games this week were fine, but they really were lackluster and, like, they don't mean anything. Like, the Browns did beat the Texans, and so now the Browns actually are 6-3. and three. First time it feels like forever the Browns have a chance to make the playoffs, which Cleveland's going to burn to the ground if they do sneak in. But this next game, like, the, the Washington football team – Losing to the Lions, like, what? I don't understand. Well, first of all, the Lions had a huge lead. They blew the lead, and then they salvaged the game somehow. To me, with, this was a Lions, like, needed to get one game. Oh, 100%. You know I mean? And they I stole this to. game. Yeah. Now, they kind of sneakily have a shot at the playoffs now. They're kind of in the same spot the Pats are at 4-5, and five, but... They have a little bit of a harder spot considering they play the Bears again. They play the Packers again. I think they play the Vikings again, too. And the Vikings seemingly are no slouch with how Dalvin Cook is playing. So like That division is rough. It, it might be. We called it earlier in the one. season. Yeah. We said this might be the black and blue division again. Like Maybe the best division in football. I, I expected the Vikings to be really bad, but they've turned it around kind of. But the Packers, okay, I laid 13 points with the Packers yesterday against the Jags. Yeah. I didn't. Oh, my <laughs> I actually gosh. did take the other one on that one. Oh, I love Anytime I see big points, like, I'm like, like well, I think the Panthers last week against the Chiefs because it was 10 or more. Too I many. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I just, like, it seemed like a great matchup for the Packers, especially because, like, it was supposed to be a little bit chilly, a little bit of rain. The Jags play in, like, a warm climate. They're coming north. I thought that that would play well for the Packers, and it just didn't. They looked like horrible. Like you told me earlier, times. everything pointed to the Packers. <laughs> That's Everybody, why it was a good day to bet the Jags. Have to take the Jags. That's I'm. T- I just need to start listening to myself. I know what I'm talking about. I just <laughs> I, go against it. Like everything. literally, as we went live on this, I put a hundred tonight on uh, the over. On the over, we said everything. I love to it. The under. <laughs> Dude, so how about okay? Are we done making excuses for Carson Wentz? I don't know. I probably got a few more I could. <laughs> I feel like you, I feel like you need to not because this man is trash. He gets Alshon Jeffrey back. He gets Miles Sanders back, and then on offense you put up seventeen against the struggling, struggling Giants team, who now sits in first place in that division. Like you can't. It can't happen. And people are gonna make excuses just because he's went and was a number two, what, number one overall pick, actually, right? Mm-hmm. He went before uh, golf. After. Whoa, golf went before Wentz? Golf dude, I don't remember. Uno. That's wild. So they actually, traded up for it, dude. Right, the Rams did. Or did they, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Rams traded up. 
Are you sure? Either they didn't. Yeah, I'm 100% sure he was first. Either they didn't trade up or like they got the pick somehow. But I know for sure it was Goff then Wentz. Wentz was out of North Dakota State, and then Goff was out of. You. Fuck, I can't remember where Goff was from. Cal. Cal. Okay. Okay. You know who you're thinking about traded up? Well, someone definitely did trade up. They traded up to two with the Colts. That year was it the Eagles? Yeah, it must have been. Or was but that the, a different year? No, the Colts or the Eagles definitely traded up. Someone traded up. I know for sure it was one to what I'm telling you that part. Oh, they it definitely was one two. Yeah, but we know that. that. I don't know. But you know who else traded up in that draft? The Bears. They traded up for Mitch in that draft. Right? Oh. That's the same year? No. No, no, no. Mitch was a different draft. Mitch, Are you the sure? Mitch year, yeah, the Mitch year was the Bears traded the Niners to go from three to two. And oh, then right. the Niners took the player they wanted anyway. Yeah, I'm Solomon remember, Thomas, I think, is yeah, who they took Yeah, that was the there. guy they kind of wanted anyway. They wanted him, yeah. Supposedly they fleeced them or whatever, but like... Oh, absolutely. Neither of them's been great, but they got more picks out of it and stuff. I mean, Solomon Thomas is a solid defensive player. I mean, he's on the IR this year, so I'm not making any noise, obviously, but... Solomon Thomas first is a year, but player. a good second year, too. And that's yeah. why I'm, like, thinking he was... Because he just had an under, underperforming, like, yeah. rookie year. That was it. That's fair. I mean, are we gonna are, are we gonna allow the 49ers to, like... Just use the injury card for their performance against the Saints because, like, they did look bad against the Saints. Probably like, bad. But bad. the Niners seem to always have injury problems like this. Well, there is rumors like Levi Field. People complain about it all the time. They almost stripped them of the Super Bowl a couple years ago when it was a uh, Super Bowl Fifty because of the field conditions. Like the Broncos and the Panthers when they played out there. Like, yeah, they almost got it taken away from them because, like, the field conditions were so poor. So maybe that's why people keep getting hurt out there. Yeah, see, if, when Kittle got hurt the first time, they blamed it on the sticky turf uh, at, at uh, the Jets. They play the Jets. Yeah, in the Meadowlands, yeah. Yeah. And they were talking about they were blaming it the sticky because they, they blamed that sticky turf, but they've gotten hurt on every field they played on them this year. <laughs> that's a fact. Um. Do we think that the the Seahawks are going to be able to like put this together and actually make a run like we expect them to in the playoffs? Because this game against the Rams is not one that I would have guessed in a million years that they lose. Wait, this past week? Yeah, I mean they just lost yesterday, sixteen twenty three in in L A. Yeah, like I wouldn't have guessed that in a hundred years. I don't know. The Rams are good, man. I like. I mean, I think both are good football, but like, playoff football is going to be playoff football. I think the one thing that's hurting the Seahawks right now, and like, they're still going to put up points, but sixteen is not enough. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm kind of thinking that Carlos Hyde and Chris Carson are a little bit more important to that offense than we maybe gave them credit. Carson for. is. I mean, even Hyde is a better alternative than DJ Dallas. Now, who who was running for him yesterday? Alex Collins. I remember when he was viable in fantasy a few years ago and he was the starting back for Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. Guess who <laughs> had him? You. He was he was kind of viable. Like not really. <laughs> not really. <laughs> He's like fringe flex for most people and he was my RB two because I just got wrecked. You could play injuries. him, but like Yeah. 
is you you don't want to. You're kind of yeah. like holding your nose. Like he, was, like, he performed, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like Wayne Gallman this year. Like Wayne Gallman is not someone who you would really die to have on your fantasy team, but like no, this but... year. Everyone who plays fantasy hard like just knows these names because like yeah. you're grinding it out. You're looking at waivers each week. You're <laughs> yeah. like, damn, dude, this ain't it ain't looking good. It's not great. It's not great. This is one of those weeks where I was like kicking myself for not starting Gallman. I wanted to. I really wanted to. And then he dropped 15 on my head, and he's on my bench. I was like, dude, him and Cole both on my bench putting up absolute numbers. Cole with a three touchdown game, just <laughs> sitting on the that bench. Really hurts. Good thing I still beat Zach by 40. I mean, you hate to see that. Just the best team in the league just getting dumpstered by a team that's gonna that's fighting for a playoff spot by 40. Who's going to win just, this year? I, I honestly don't know. There, oh, there's plenty of like things can happen. I could literally yeah. tell you probably, probably five different names right now and like convince you that there's a scenario where they win. See? I'm telling you, if I can sneak in, I think I my team's dangerous. If CMC is for sure out... I got Davis and Chubb going, plus Edmonds is like my flex. Dude, I think I can make some noise. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. We, we'll we talk about it. Like anything can happen. I My problem is I'm going to struggle to get in because I got so unlucky with the early season schedule. Like Cheek dropping 150 on my head. I don't think he's been close to 150 since. The key is you got to draft players that you think are going to perform well to start the season easy starting schedule or like whatever yeah. reasons then you trade them trade them for, for people like, who are going to be good in the second half yeah and then once you got wins you're just looking at playoff schedule that's all you care yeah. about like once you got you know if you're four and one or something you know what i mean yeah. like at that point you're already like okay we're just we're in coast mode like we can beat a couple of these teams at least what's gonna suck is hampton's gonna get a playoff spot just because okay. he started eight and one but his team has exactly zero chance if CMC really? is out. If CMC is out and Mixon is out, they have he has no chance. Like he's got two. If those two play, he's very good. CMC is rumored to be shut down. Like rumors. just broke. You just bought it on the, the CMC rumors all year. It's possible. Though. I'm not gonna like completely. I mean, I have that. to. I have yeah. to. I got Mike Davis. I don't have a choice. <laughs> I'd rather not. not I'd rather not have to start James White if I don't absolutely have to. Like, I do have Wayne Gallman in my back pocket, but, like, is the hype train going to slow down on that? Probably. I don't know. We'll see. No one cares about our fantasy league, though. People do care about the Bengals, though. And when I say that they shot themselves in the foot so hard yesterday, like, you could make the argument that the Steelers didn't beat the Bengals. The Bengals beat the Bengals. Like, you had to play as perfect of a game as you could to beat the Steelers anyway if you're Cincinnati, and you played maybe the worst game I've ever seen a team play in the first half. Like, uh, a fumbled punt, and a kickoff return where he, like, fumbled it out of the end zone and then tried to pick it up and then got to, like, the 15. Like, you, that can't happen when you're playing the only undefeated team in the league. Like, you actually you had to play perfect, and they played about as imperfect as they could have played yesterday. Still a nice game from T. Higgins. Yeah, uh, T. Higgins is going to be nasty moving forward. That that actually might be the steal of the draft this past year. Dude, they're going to remember – the Bengals fans will remember this draft forever. This oh, yeah. Maybe the best draft in Bengals history. Just getting those two, like, offensive – like, getting your QB and maybe your top receiver, like, going yeah. forward. 
Well, not yeah, to but... like their weapons moving forward are really scary. If they did have Mixon, like that, that's a really nice young, talented team. They are very undisciplined, though. Like I said, they make way too many mistakes. Because you look at all the turnovers they had yesterday in the first quarter, you could have you could have made the argument they should have been winning after the first quarter because the only points that the Steelers had came off of turnovers. Like you don't make those mistakes. Do the do the Steelers score? Maybe not. I mean, you don't know. Their offensive at, at times has been explosive, but it's not been like methodical in any way. Like it's not defense, like defense. I love it. it. It's just the defense, and really the wind screwed the Bengals hard yesterday too. There were a couple times where Burrow had a nice throw, and just the wind just kind of ducktailed it like away. So I'm not gonna make excuses like for all him. over the state of Kentucky too, and then like oh yeah, Southern Ohio there. Yeah, we were having – it basically felt like a hurricane over here last night. It was crazy. I've tried um, to bring my seat cushions in, everything. <laughs> they were, so they didn't get flown away. <laughs> yeah, we're just being relatable. Well, this is real life stuff, man. Yeah, real had, life stuff. I had to, you know, put my trash can up, make sure it wouldn't blow yeah. away. Tie it down, put like a cinder block <laughs> in the bottom of it. Yeah. <laughs> this is bros being dudes talking real life. <laughs> Speaking of real life, okay, we'll transition here. How much of a real-life moron is Bill O'Brien for trading DeAndre Hopkins? Hopkins. Dude, I mean, that, that was all – like, it has to be all personal. Like, even to this day, I don't think Bill O'Brien thinks that was a good trade. I think but, it was all like he just wanted to get D-Hop out of the locker room. Remember I don't, he compared I mean, him to Aaron Hernandez and stuff like that? Like, What? Really? You don't remember I that? Never, I don't remember that, no. He like uh yeah he compared him to like Aaron Hernandez talking that's about that's ridiculous and being like a hothead kind of and that's when D Hop got mad and then like it kind of soured it's like you knew like something was gonna happen that's and at this point like it has to be all personal like you can't even look at that trade anymore and think it was there was any thought behind like I know getting DJ and like a little bit better picks but it's not worth D Hop dude absolutely not I. Yeah. I... Like, you got one of the most injury-prone players in league history for maybe one of the best receivers in league history in a pick. And you best replace in league history that stays on the field. Like, yeah, notable he's ever missed more than, like, two games in a season. In a season, yeah. Like, it honestly is ridiculous. I really don't understand, like... He puts up 1,000 yards like, like it's nothing. Yeah. I really don't understand like why why he would make that trade. I, I think you have to be on something there where it's like it had to be like bad blood. Maybe maybe D Hop knew something about Bill O'Brien that he didn't want getting out. Yeah, apparently like D Hop was the one that started like the whole rebellion against Bill O'Brien and then this year JJ Watt kinda carried the torch and they were like, He's gotta go. Yeah. You know what I mean? To yeah. to ownership. I- Maybe the best firing in the league this year outside of – well, no, Dan Quinn for sure was the best firing. Like, he's awful. He's not a head coach. There's rumors that he's getting talked about for head coaching vacancies already next year. I don't think he's a head coach. He can be a D coordinator maybe. but I don't know if that's a maybe. I think that's a for sure. He is a great defensive mind. He just cannot manage games. Yeah, I mean, everyone life. says that, and I kind of agree, but like – the the funny part is, part of my take of the day, you know the that the Seahawks defense right now is on pace to be the worst passing defense 
ever in the history of the league by like 50 yards a game. Yeah. And then you know who's second, like cool. all time, or on, and then it's as of now, the Falcons, <laughs> like what they're allowing per game this year. So, yeah. and Dan Quinn came from, you know, so like that his his defenses right now are the two worst of all time. Yeah, is passing. that still his defense in Seattle though? No, I'm just like it's just funny to. It think is funny that he has connections to the two worst. That yeah. is, yeah, that is ever passing defense. I hate Dan Quinn for some reason. I have like a weird vendetta against him. Like I really don't know why. The I other mean, he gifted y'all so like. Yeah, well, Kyle Shanahan did really. But the I do I hate Dan Quinn almost as much as I hate Carson Wentz. Like those are my two like weird vendettas I have in the league. It is that is weird. Like who do, do you have anyone like that? Uh, no, I don't. Well, let me see. I it think used you to do. be it used to be the Chargers and like Philip Rivers and them back when really? they used to beat the Coats. When I like I thought like oh it's gonna be it's gonna, like I always thought Coach Patriots like it's gonna be Peyton versus Brady. We're gonna get that in the AFC title and like it's Peyton's year. Yeah. And then we get robbed of it. And I was just like, like, I'm done with this. Oh my god. Yeah. No, I get it for sure. So okay, we got we do have one recurring segment we need to touch on. It is time for your stupid. You stupid. They're not. What's nine plus ten? Where we look back throughout the week of sports and tell you guys where we were stupid. So I'll start us off. I already touched on it kind of a little bit. I'm stupid for laying 13 points with the Packers. I'll never lay any points with the Packers more than four again. It just won't happen. I'm also stupid for doubting this Indiana team. We'll talk on it more on leather weather, but this Indiana team is legit. I picked Michigan State plus seven against Indiana at home at noon. Those are the two things I look for when I bet college football. Home underdogs and noon games where you have a home underdog. If those, are, If you have those two things – Put money on that every time you'll win more than you lose. But this Indiana team is legit. They go in and they spank Mel Tucker's Spartans team. I felt like a moron watching that on my phone at work. I was like, dude, this is the dumbest I've ever looked in my life. And I've done some really stupid things. So for that, I am stupid. PB, do you got anything where you were stupid this week? I had two two bad bets yesterday. Uh, actually, I guess, I mean, one of them is I bet on the Browns. Like... I really thought the Browns, like with Chubb back this week, this was the week like they're gonna show go off. Yeah. Like they're gonna show like we are actually a playoff team. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it didn't happen. And then I also bet the Ravens in like a get right game <laughs> against the Pats. And that didn't work out. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and take the liberty of saying you're stupid on that one, strictly because you know what Cheeks lock of the week was this week? What the Ravens at minus seven and a half. <laughs> Like that, that, he said. That would have been my lock. I did. He bet said it. lock I bet it that I up. Lamar and Mark Andrews. That's the biggest reason I bet it. Uh, I see had a little bit up. of roster bias on there. Yeah. You're like, he, you like, said, yeah, you said I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be either really horny or really depressed because if I win this, I'm winning both. Yeah. <laughs> now that's a tough one. Yeah, cheek locked that up, and I told him. I said, you've absolutely made my week because now I had Pats at plus seven and a half at home on my card. And as soon as he locked it up, I'll, I'll tweet the sound bite later. I said, I'm going to put money line on the Pats yeah, now like line. that you have to. Dude, he is one in like nine on his locks of the week. 
historically bad at, at locking up. He's there. His his regular card. He's actually not terrible, but his lock. Anything he locks, if you don't yes. fade it, you're costing Cheek yourself is money. Confident in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he is wrong about. Cheek, Cheek could say, dude, his mush powers are so powerful. We talked about this on last week's show too. Listen to this. So, do you remember when Cheek first became a Colts fan? Um, yeah, kinda. Do you remember what happened like three months after that? Oh, Andrew well, Luck retired. <laughs> yeah. Like that's Cheeky just is perfect. He is. He's the mush man. He's not cheeky chains anymore. He's cheeky mush. Like this is just the mush man. He mushes things so hard. I'll never forget. I will never for till the day that I die. I'll never forget that Thursday night Giants Eagles game where they're winning by thirteen with four minutes left. And Cheek goes, "I don't know why you're worried, Ian. They've already won. This is over." And <laughs> then not that. two seconds later, they get a bomb down the sideline to get in scoring range. And then they score. And then he's like, "It's still good." And Zach goes, "Bovada already paid me my money line bet. Giants cashed out." And then here I sit. Two weeks later, still bitter because they cost me my money line. But I did go two and three that night because I had the under and I had the Giants plus four and a half. But they cost me the one I had the most money on. That was the money line. I was so pissed. <laughs> like people don't believe in that stuff. But I'm very superstitious. Like that that makes a difference. Like if you're saying stupid stuff, like. It's gonna they just bite like you. Saying it to get, make you more upset when it happens. It works. I like, get pissed. They're already cheering for you to get upset, like for it to go against what you bet on. And oh, always. They just to make it even more. They like make it like they're missing you. Yeah, that's just that's just <laughs> oh, it's that's how you know. That's how you know you got just great friends when they just love to see <laughs> your misery. Like that's a true brother they right know there. Know how to poke you. Absolutely. <laughs> But, uh, no, that'll wrap us up, guys. Honestly, pretty pretty long show tonight, especially for just being two of us. But hope, we hope to uh, have given you guys some laughs, giving you all the information you need around the sports world. As always, we are presented by the Townsend Bar and Grill, uh, your one-stop shop for great food, great prices, and where the great times there all the time. Um, be on the lookout again. Uh, I'm finally getting everything situated for the uh, Chad Johnson signed mini helmet. So the link to that raffle will be tweeted here in the next couple days. Uh, we'll give that away right before Christmas. We'll announce the winner. So hopefully you can make someone's Christmas a little better with a, with a signed mini helmet uh, courtesy of the Wolfpack. Um, also the t-shirts, a little bit of a snag again, the t-shirt company that I'm using their machine went down this week, so right as soon as I get everything situated, it's going to be another delay. But again, right before Christmas, we'll have those T-shirts ready uh, to send out. So make someone's Christmas a little bit better. Get them a Wolfpack shirt. Uh, let them represent the brand that they love to hate. That is Wolfpack Production. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate the support as always, and uh, make sure you turn it, tune in next time. Peace. Sit up, never like you know it's special packing with the automatics. We gon' set them to have it. Wait, 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 wait. Hey, hey. Woo! Oh, you feel it's dirty, huh? Shake it, huh? Shake it, huh? Shake it, huh? She like the way that I dance. She like the way that I move. She like the way that I rock. She like the way that I woo. And she let it clap for a nigga. She let it clap for a nigga. And she throw it back for a nigga. Yeah, she doing back for a nigga. Mike and Mary, Mike and Mary. Billy Jean, Billy Jean. Uh, Christian Dior, Dior. I'm up in all the stores. When it
like the way I am. Like a Mary, like a Mary. Billy Jean, Billy Jean. Uh, Christian Dior, Dior. I'm up in all the stores. When he raised the balls, she liked the way I heard. When I walk in the spot, thirty on me, buy at the club, niggas know that I'm paid. Bitch, I'm a thot, get me lit. I can't fuck with these niggas 'cause niggas is gay. All in my page, sucking dick. All in my comments and screaming my name while I'm in the club, throwing them hundreds and fifties and ones and ones. I smoke. They know I'm wildin'. If I'm on the island, I'm snatchin' the cell. Brody got locked. Denied his bail. Until he free, I'm racing hell. Tell my shooters call me FaceTime for all the times we had to FaceTime. Freaky nights we do a state time. If you need the glizzy, you can take mine. Please don't come up to mine. You know I'm like that. I'll make a movie like TNT. Black 30 on me. Ask you really want it? I bet I ever like DMB. Now I'm wildin' in my section, and I keep that 38 for the weapon. Remember when I came home for correction? All the bad bitches in my direction. She like the way that I dance. She like the way that I move. She like the way that I rock. She like the way that I woo. And she let it clap for a nigga. She let it clap for a nigga. And she throw it back for a nigga. Yeah, she throw it back for a nigga. Like a Mary, like a Mary. Billie Jean, Billie Jean. Uh, Christian Dior, Dior. I'm up in all the stores. When it rains, it pours. She like the way I heard. Like a Mary, like a Mary. Billie Jean, Billie Jean. Huh? Christian Dior, Dior.